0: National media continues to exaggerate and promote misleading negative headlines designed to diminish the rule of law and those whose job it is to enforce it. Remember, the only people who want to defund the police and dismantle these agencies are the criminals. And don't forget to thank a cop. Now, let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We have in the studio Chief Nolan from Rita Police Department. Dan De La Cruz, who is the president of Compliant Technologies. Darren is here to help record everything. We're videotaping this this morning. I'm really excited about this show. And on the phone, we have Jeff Nichols, who is, what is your position with the company? Aren't you the founder?
1: Yes, ma'am. I'm the founder and CEO of uh, Compliant Technologies
0: okay we're going to talk, okay, talk about how this is working, this is working and, I'm an and i'm getting an echo where is that coming from, that coming from? how's that chief <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're going to have to play have with to this a little, a little bit dan tell me about, dan, tell me your, about background. your background where There's, what is your history we're, your were you in law enforcement we in law military? military what what, what is, is your history? history
2: uh no i've worked uh, with the DoD. Uh,
0: the over 20 something years and what was your position there i, I still work with oh, I I st- it st- okay security. and chief you i know you've been here before we've we've done a lot of talking we're going to talk about this glove today this compliant technology has come up with this amazing glove What is your position on the use of this type of weapon, a
3: tool? Sure. Sherry, it's an incredibly uh, important step forward in technology, use of force technology, a tool uh, for law enforcement. So uh, I'm all in. I made the joke earlier about... uh, Uh, Dan uh, De La Cruz had me at first zap. That's the terminology I use. But uh, with that, um, this is great technology. I I see uh, lots of different ways it can be utilized in a safe manner, uh, reduce injuries to officers and those people we take into custody or have to deal with.
0: And Jeff, tell us what your background is and, and why did you get involved with the creation of this item?
1: Oh, very good. Uh, Can you hear me okay?
0: I can hear you just fine. fine.
1: Okay. Um, Well, first of all, thank you uh, for having us on here today, Sherry. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to see the chief. And uh, just before I forget, I'd like to wish everybody that's in uniform in our country, what our men and women are doing um, to help the rule of law and the Constitution. Just wish everybody a Merry Christmas to all your listeners. And um, just uh, grateful to be here. My background is um, the military. I spent 20 years in the Army. The bulk of my career was spent in special operations. I was a helicopter pilot, uh, flying Blackhawk specifically for that whole time. Um, and 10 years ago, I came across the technology. We've since uh, moved and developed a lot of aspects of that technology because I thought immediately it would be very helpful to our men and women uniform for low optics de-escalation. Based upon the things that we were seeing in the news and in a way to stop the fight really in less than three seconds. And we have a saying, stop the fight now and uh, try to still uphold the rule of law, uh, help save taxpayer dollars, which is a huge thing. And uh, uh, just be there to help our men and women uh, conducting their mission in a, in a, in a safer
0: manner. Okay, let's talk okay, about let's talk the glove, about. because yeah. this is amazing, this and I think can, can think of a myriad of, of, a myriad scenarios, of that scenarios that it could be, could be used in. Show us the glove. Us I mean, glove. since we're doing video, we're doing show doing us video, the, glove. the glove. This is a very lightweight. Glove. I can't believe how light it is, and it has. What does it do? Tell us the purpose.
2: Okay, so what what this item does? Or we we don't even call it a weapon. We call it a device. It's a tool. It's, our, it's a tool. It's our CD three devices. It's a conductive distraction and de escalation device. All it does is it it stimulates the nerves within the the dermis. So it only affects the nerves in your skin. So we're not actually sending a current into an individual's body. We're just causing that stimulation to the sensory nerves. Uh, We're overstimulating those nerves, sending thousands and thousands of messages to their brain, causing them to react however they're going to react. Most people break their weight and fall to the ground or they just want to get away from it uh, because it's so uncomfortable. But physiologically, it's not hurting them it's just stimulating those nerves making
0: making them comply
2: right that's why we bring them into compliance pretty quick out of our you know 7 8000 plus uses out in the real world we've shown compliance in less than 3 seconds every time and that's with no injury to the officer or the subject uh which is important and that's 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 our goal is to cut down on injuries cut down on deaths in custody deaths uh fights the, the sooner the fight stops the safer everybody is the longer those fights go on that's when it's more dangerous uh Something physically that's
0: gonna happen uh,
2: it's more dangerous mentally because uh emotions get involved you know our, our officers are human beings and i think that a lot of the public doesn't realize that they're just out there trying to live their life survive get through the day and when they end up in a five minute four minute seven minute fight they're still human beings so they those emotions get in get involved and sometimes mistakes happen when we're emotional but if i can stop a fight in a matter of three seconds because the individual i've changed his mind and he no longer wants to fight he just doesn't want to move forward anymore then we're, we're all safer
0: yeah I, I can think of so many scenarios you know you in all the big cases that are in the news typically are people who have arrest records warrant for their arrest they're they're illegal drugs they're high on drugs and it escalates because they're combative and typically they'll say i don't want to go back to jail it's not i don't want to go to jail i don't want to go back to jail and you know they they start fighting with the officers they don't listen to what they're told if they would just you know put your hands behind your back and get in the back of the car type thing everything would be fine but that's not what they're facing today law enforcement are facing people who are very combative in this tool, I wish you could demonstrate. Why don't you just try it out on the chief over here? <laughs> <laughs> he, <laughs> he's been, been very <laughs> good
2: about uh, al- allowing me to uh, touch him a few times. Uh,
0: so he's, <laughs> he's been very generous. Be, being zapped and <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> working out and amongst yourselves. Um, I think something like this is just huge in keeping our officers safe. And we, we need to have every agency out there be a part of this so
3: when are you getting your your gloves do you know chief i believe we uh we've already worked on our purchasing process that's been going well with uh compliant technologies Uh, dan strider and others have been been working with us and we are looking at actually i believe receiving the gloves here in february and then training our initial group of instructors defensive tactics instructors uh, in february as well and then i would like to roll them out as quickly as possible what kind of training is involved with something like this?
2: So we do a uh, train the trainer training uh, initially. That's the requirement when they when they do make a purchase. So we'll train their trainers, which will authorize their trainers to train all their end users. We also have a advanced program, a AMI program, uh, where they become agent master instructors, so they can create their own. Instructors, and in that instruction, it's more of an actual physical instruction where we're hands-on with individuals, uh, showing them different techniques and how to handle people,
0: move people around while wearing the gloves and stuff. So, how long does the training take? Is it weeks, months? Um,
2: no, no. It, it would probably be anywhere from one to three days, depending on on what the uh, training is that they move forward with
0: okay and is there some type of you're saying train the trainer is there some type of certification they need
2: yeah so when the trainer is uh finished with his qualification he'll be qualified for two years and then he has to recertify every two years after that and same with the end users in house for the agencies they'll you know they'll have their guys always trained up with the newest information
0: so if you've got a certified trainer on on your staff chief then your trainer can teach other agencies
2: no his certified trainer can just train within his agency okay he's certified to train end users in in his actual agency
0: okay so (laughs) how many pairs
3: are you getting i think everybody should have a a pair of these well for for our department sawadita pd we have 61 sworn positions currently uh there'll be a request for more this year we'll see how that goes however Um, We're purchasing initially 20 sets, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can take me off the list of actually needing a pair of gloves. But that'll give us uh, about one-third of our patrol division with uh, these actual uh, gloves, this new tool. And there's a, a goal of mine uh, there in 2024 to complete it to where all of my officers have this option to include detectives that go out and serve warrants and do certain types of contacts. And I believe this new technology uh, is a game changer in regards to the field of use of force. And I would uh, want my detectives, uh, plainclothes uh, officers, patrol officers, traffic officers, etc., all to have the same tool available to them
0: it would make sense especially if you know somebody's asking for backup you know you're you're going into an, a situation like domestic violence you know you're going into a situation where everybody's arguing you've got the ability to calm them down just by touching
3: them with this glove change their mind change their mind i like that <laughs> yes I, I if i can i i was first introduced to this At the IACP, International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference at the trade show. And again, jokingly, uh, Dan had me at first zap or application (laughs) of uh, this glove. I watched three or four people go in front of me as he demonstrated it. And then I went ahead and had it applied to myself. It took less than a second or two for me to go, this is that new technology I've been looking for. And, um, This is going to reduce injuries to officers. This is going to reduce injuries to suspects. This is going to reduce the amount of force and the different types of force. What we refer to as personal body weapons, PBWs, uh, strikes, hand strikes, elbow strikes, knee strikes, foot strikes, etc. I believe it will reduce that in a significant way, which means less injuries and less visual Uh, use of force that people see because a fight is ugly and sometimes officers have to do that but this i think will help us eliminate a lot of those types of uses of force
0: absolutely and typically those are the videos that make the news they don't show what happened prior to leading up to like the george floyd thing they didn't show but led up to it they just showed you know the ending And it's unfortunate because that gives all law enforcement a bad rap when it's not deserved, totally not deserved. So when you're doing this training. Can
1: I just add something? Sure. You know, uh, first of all, I I appreciate the chief and his forward thinking um, because anytime you have a new technology like this, it always happens within a genesis of time and field experience and all that. Um, One of the things that that I think is important to relate to is, not only does it help those officers stop sooner, but in large public gatherings, or the officer's dealing with one individual, but there maybe happen to be other areas around, the glove actually helps keep that officer and others safe because it, it allows for him for really seamless weapons retention if someone tries to take a tool off of his belt or out of his hand. It also allows for seamless uh, uh, weapons uh, transition. You're still able to use every other tool in your belt. We don't compete with any of the tools that an officer has. Uh, this is the first, first time in law enforcement corrections history, a technology that is used right in the vicinity of soft empty hand control because we cannot injure an individual. If you look at all of our training, our demos and real-world uses, we're probably closer to 40,000 uses with no injury to any trainee, uh, demonstrator, um, real-world suspect or subject or inmate, and and officers. So all of this, at the end of the day, helps even the chief and his his town save money. This is really, uh, for the first time, a tool that will give a return on investment. Because what we're seeing across the board is about a 35 to 40% savings in officer injury. There's associated medical expense for the officer and the subject and also uh, workers' comp and litigation as a result of those different altercations or incidents. So I think it's a win-win-win across the board. And and we've always said, uh, and I'll I'll end with this, why can't we have safer streets and communities, uh, safer hospitals, safer schools, more orderly jails, but also protect our officers, our agency's public image, and taxpayer dollars. And it's not just about him going home or her going home at the end of their shift. It's about their future, their family, and their finances, why we still operate within the rule of law and the Constitution, just helping improve our relationships both among the civilian side and our men and women in, in uniform, upholding those those laws. And this just, just makes for better optics and better communication within the communities.
3: And Sherry, Sherry, if I can, uh, Jeff, thank you for bringing that up. It is seamless transition to a different tool or a different weapon. Uh, you can handle handcuffs with these gloves on while they may appear bulky. They are not. You can fire a gun. If you have to, you can pull a baton. You can use your handcuffs. You can use, utilize your radio, etc. So somebody has done their homework on this uh, engineering of this product and uh, when I mean seamless, I can I can do things with both hands without having to make adjustments. So just as the officer normally reaches for a different tool on their equipment belt, they can do it with these gloves on. So well done,
0: absolutely. And like, I'm holding it right now. Let me show it show everybody on the camera how it's built and how light it is. And it doesn't matter if you're left handed or right handed because
2: you're getting them in a pair.
0: You're getting them in a pair. Yeah. And sometimes you have to, my hands are in the video. Sometimes you have to use both hands.
1: Can I add one more thing, Sherry? I'm sorry. Sure. Just, all these things just start rushing in my mind. No, that's and okay. That's we, why we're we, here. We kept this in mind with with cost. Um, we understand it's taxpayer dollars. I'm an Army guy. I need, to, I need to have things simple. We use the KISS principle. There's no other expendables. And Dan can show you. Some of the led lights and the state of charge and all that um and by the way the microprocessors uh, we actually make electronics in america i'm based in election kentucky those those uh microprocessors that drive that glove are made in america so we're, we're really looking at american made product uh, we're trying to do our whole product line made in america that's awesome but there are no expendables in the fact that you don't have to buy anything else it automatically comes with a charger very easy to use with a USB or a wall outlet. Um, once that glove is charged, it will stimulate for two hours straight. The charge lasts for months. You can use it in the rain. You can use it. You can wait out into a lake and grab somebody. It would not hurt these individuals whatsoever. They're water resistant. They're not waterproof because they're electronic. But like the chief said, everything that we've done is designed for ease of use, ease of maintenance. It's not complicated at all to include... By the way, the downloaded of the, the information from the gloves themselves for the uses that we can record for evidence.
0: So if you're wearing this glove and it starts raining, are you going to start glowing in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: no, no, actually, what
1: happens is the fact that if someone's when people are doing something wrong, they normally sweat. Yeah. It just makes the glove that more intense. But still, no current goes to the body. Doesn't change anything physiologically like Dan had stated earlier.
0: Okay, so it's a safe
3: product, even in a thunderstorm. And if if I can, I hate to interrupt, but this is how excited I am about this technology. And it's rare because um, I I put some notes down here. Uh, We go from revolvers to pistols in law enforcement. I started in 1984, so I've been here a while. Um, Shotguns to rifles, uh, iron sights to optics, uh, mace to pepper spray, much more intense. Um, The stun gun to the taser and now we have the glove and the fact that as jeff was saying um as a chief uh, as a as a police chief we can uh download the information from the glove each individual glove and it'll say how long the how many times an application was done wow. for how long it was so that's important. Similar to TASER, which is an important tool. It's, it's, it's a good tool for law enforcement. This is different because we do have to close the distance. There's times where you want distance and apply the force. Right. That's the TASER tool. It's good. Then there's the reality of everybody that we take into custody, whether they're being arrested, detained for a mental health hold, etc. We're going to go out and we're going to have to touch somebody. And if it becomes a, a point where we have to apply force, this tool does it. I'm not hitting them. I'm not poking them with something like a tozer uh, taser probe. I am touching them. Um, it's a firm grip and you can get the compliance that we want. So again, um, as far as the engineering of this product, fantastic. From the patrol officer that is still in me to uh, the police chief, that the position I do now, I see pluses all over the place for this, this type of technology.
0: No, I don't see anything negative with this this technology. And who it, came up with that? Jeff, did you come up with this?
1: Well, we, we kind of added to it. The, the, the backstory goes, and I always give credit where credit is, is deserved to be. And uh, the initial technology that I saw at the end of uh, 2014, actually, uh, was invented by a Shaolin monk. A Kung Fu master.
0: A monk? Uh,
1: by the name of Mr. Jiang Jiang and he actually in his mid-20s said I'm not going to be a Shaolin monk anymore and got a degree in optical electronic engineering and joined the Chinese version of the, the DEA. Now let's just, let me give you just a little backstory real quick. Um, so he was on the western frontier fighting the triads basically what you could say is well you know what the chief in his area MS-13 and all the all the things that they deal with down there in Arizona on the border, just take it and put it on the Western frontier and, in China. And so people, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, I, as a soldier, you are, you are in service of the commander in chief. And so as a soldier, you obeyed the orders So we've had administrations that I didn't, I didn't agree with their politics, but guess what? I never shirked my duty. Right. Um, over there, the very thin layer of society is communist led. Uh, most of the local government is clan and elder led, and I joke around and say, uh, when you go out into the farmlands of China and you meet the elder at the gate, if he says off with your head, off with your head. I mean, the law is laid down in that way because it's it's very familial, elderly led, clan led, things like that. And with you, the use of force and law enforcement over there, they do not view. A knife is a lethal weapon. So you're not allowed to pull a firearm out and shoot somebody if they come at you with a knife. You have to use your baton and your hand, so on and so forth. And so uh, Mr. Jang was shot, cut, stabbed, and any, all, numerous things happened to him over the course of his career. Uh, became a company commander, led the organization that he joined, uh, which, again, is a version of their DEA. Um, buried some of his own guys in the course of those confrontations like we have happening on our border. And uh, after a while, he said, "Well, we're not going to change the rules of engagement anytime soon. I'm going to get out and we're going to come up with a solution. So when we saw the initial technology or I saw it, um, I automatically saw application, but it would not have been ready for prime time uh, in the United States. So that's where we took it. We now own the majority of the patents. Product is made in America. We still have a relationship with that company, a very strong one. Uh, we work together quite often uh, in developing new ideas and things like that. But um, that's kind of the genesis of it. Uh, but uh, it is patented uh, here, in, with the patent is pending here in the United States. Uh, manufacturing is taking place here in the United States. And all of that is under compliant technologies in the US company
0: that's awesome i love the fact that it's made in america it's it's just a win-win i i see absolutely nothing nothing well, negative about what you're the doing the
1: glove the, the is not um, made uh we're working on a u.s made glove that's going to happen soon but the microposts of the electronics are made in the united states put together here
0: perfect perfect we're going to take a quick break we'll be back in a few This is Nathan Chabin, producer for Law Matters. I have a goal to reach, and I need your help. I want to put the DEA out of business. That's right, the Drug Enforcement Agency. If you have an addiction problem or know someone who does, please reach out to lawmatters1030.org and click the DEA tab for more information. Reaching out is the first step. We have the resources if you have the will. You can beat this demon and help me put the Drug Enforcement Agency out of business.
1: Law Matters and Pima Federal Credit Union are hosting a free educational event on the topics of internet scams and how AI can impact your future. Join us at 10 a.m. on Saturday, January 6th at Pima Federal, located at 6850 North Oracle Road in Tucson. For more information and to sign up, visit lawmatters1030.org.
0: Law Matters is asking you to tune in every Saturday morning at 8 to hear from law enforcement and professionals in the industry. This coming year, Law Matters will be hosting educational events on topics that should concern everyone, like slavery, sexual predators, gun violence, and illegal drugs. And if you're buying illegal drugs, you are the problem. Because without buyers, there would be no sellers. Stay tuned to Law Matters for more event details as they develop.
2: Southern Arizona Against Slavery is hosting its first annual Human Trafficking Awareness Walk January 20th at Reed Park. This free event is open to community members of all ages, and you may register on our website, sastucson.com. That's s-a-a-s-tucson.com. In addition to the walk, you'll find a silent auction, food trucks, jumping castles, and a variety of ways to donate to efforts directly combating human trafficking in our community. We hope to see you there.
0: Thanks for staying with us. Our guest today, if you are just joining us, is Chief Nolan from Sawarita Police Department, Dan De La Cruz, who's the president of Compliant Technologies. On the phone we have Jeff Nichols and he is the founder and CEO, is that right? That's okay. Correct. And Darren's here helping us try to record everything. It's it's just a packed room. Chief, you were on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about some of the things that are going on at the border and how it's affecting Salvarita. Tell us how you envision this helping your people stay safe.
3: This technology? Yes. Yes. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, I believe it's a a game changer. Uh, We use a lesser amount of non-lethal, less than lethal force. Uh, the fact that we don't have to strike people or grab a twist lock, basically jujitsu hold, a twist lock, an arm bar, etc. A come along. A um, come along. Um, it goes from firm grip, which I believe will be the um, dominant use of force with a compliance glove, uh, as opposed to force compliance, uh, pain compliance, where we are twisting on different types of joints, Mm -hmm. ligaments, et cetera. So, um, when uh, organizations such as our risk pool uh, that will look uh, at this technology, I will make the argument, uh, perhaps they can help fund (laughs) this type of technology, this type of tool for us. Um, So, the the plus for, I think, the Sawadita Police Department and Mm -hmm. other agencies that adopt this technology will be, fewer injuries to all parties involved, fewer lawsuits, fewer settlements out of court because sometimes the officers do zero wrong, but it will cost us more. That's the taxpayer's money to defend it as opposed to uh, fight it and win. So obviously we use body worn cameras through Axon. So now you will be able to look at what was actually done and what occurred uh, so there's the plus of that technology, and now the technology of this glove will 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 greatly aid us.
0: So, if you're using the glove, do you have to have? Does it have to be the glove on flesh, or can it go through clothing? How does that work? So go it for o- their jugular.
2: <laughs> it only works on skin, and, and that's purposeful because we want the officers to be able to do their job and work with somebody who's being compliant with them. So I, I can escort somebody along, um, have conversations with them well while, while controlling them and touching them and like the chief has said the problem is uh in the past there was no tool for uh that close gap hands-on now there is so if they are making contact with somebody and they tell them sir i'm gonna have to take you in that's usually first contact is where the fight starts when when the officer first makes contact with the subject they start arguing, becoming <laughs> combative, reaching for officers' weapons, or just fighting in general. So at that moment, if an officer is wearing a pair of gloves, they they are immediately available to him. He doesn't have to think about reaching and, and gaining distance or getting to a certain position or getting that... If they've spent enough time with their training and he's going to be able to get them in a position and, and contain them and hold them where our officers don't have that much time, where we're they're understaffed, they don't have enough time to train on their own. <laughs> they are they're working overtime. Um, I mean, they, they've got everything against them and, and everybody they're going up against the street is there's a. Uh, a jujitsu gym on every corner so all these kids out there all these people out there are learning how to fight every single day and the officers are learning how to deal with that and being forced to deal with that and and they're they're less trained at that point um, and th- which becomes a dangerous situation for a lot of people um, they don't have the opportunity to train as much as the guys that don't go to work every day do
0: <laughs> so if there's can I add um, to that Sherry? Sure
1: um, what, what Dan brought up is, is, is a good point. and and a, and a couple things that, that I think need to be stressed is first of all, we do not sell our products to the public. Uh, this is for our men and women in uniform only. Can you hear me? Okay.
0: I can hear you fine.
1: fine. Yes, okay. we hear you. Um, okay. Um, so we're not selling this to anybody. We don't even sell it to individual uh, sworn officers. We sell it to agencies only. We want to make tight control of them. Even though they're a very safe product, we know what we're capable of doing with this technology. Uh, second of all, we automatically, despite uh, along with the other positives, you take an officer who might be less uh, physically capable or smaller in stature compared to some of these other people, we've now equaled the playing field for the most part. Even if that person gets an advantage, we, we teach how to activate that glove very quickly and try to get somebody off of them, whether they're on top of them in some type of jiu move, whether it's a rear naked choke, uh, and so on and so forth. And so we also offer training gloves that go along with that. that gives a smaller stimulation that allows for multiple hands-on iteration when you're actually doing your defensive tactics training. It's another thing that we've built into the system because two applications of the glove for initial qualification, your fund meters pegged. You don't really want to do anymore, but the training gloves allow you to continue on. The third point is we actually do have insurance companies or risk pools uh, engaging with us and helping to fund these products. And if there's anybody in the insurance realm that's listening to this for risk mitigation, please contact us. Or if anybody wants any information, it's info, at complianttechnologies.net, email us. We'll give you a lot of information about saving money. But these insurance companies, that is all these risk pools, those are taxpayer dollars as well. Why not have a win-win for those insurance companies to save money? Their, 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 Their ROI goes up. And then we're not having to take the budgetary money out of the chief's budget to get these things paid for and we're still benefiting society, and, and it's not as big of a pain point for our local agencies, our sheriffs and our, our corrections facilities, so on and so forth. This is that much of an ROI game-changing technology, and while we're doing it, we our, our sole goal is to help. It's not, at the end of the day, trying to make a bunch of sales. This is truly about the mission of improving relations amongst everybody in our community across the country and around the globe and i believe that this is going to help and if i didn't do if i didn't believe that i wouldn't put everything i had into it and spent 10 years of my life uh i'm 62 years old i need to be doing something at some point in the future but this is my mission this is our mission that's why guys like dan de la cruz this is his mission as well and i'm grateful to have him on board
0: and that he has a cool name too, Dan de la Cruz. So am I understanding this A company can actually sponsor purchasing these gloves for an agency?
1: So anybody can sponsor it as long as the, the, the agencies only are the ones that sign for it and they maintain control of those devices. they can individually assign those out to the officers, but it's they're all serial numbered. Uh, they're they're all trackable. And, uh, and that, that way we maintain control of them. And it's just, it's just being, you know, uh, good stewards of those, those things that we've been entrusted with taxpayer dollars for, which I know, I already know the chief is already all over that.
0: So they're serial numbered. So you know who has
3: which glove. We will know who has which glove, who's assigned to that glove. The, the ability to download, <clears throat> excuse me, the ability to download data from the gloves and then say this is on whatever date at whatever time somebody grabbed on to somebody or applied the glove for X amount of time is monumental. It's, sig- it's significant. So um, there are times where an officer will grab somebody, uh, forgive me, Dan, on the shoulder, and there is no application because I'm touching glove to material. Okay. If I turn around and I grab his arm and do this, That will get the response uh, of the actual glove uh, being applied. So um, while body cam would look like I applied it once here Mm -hmm. and then once here, the technology, (laughs) which is great, I love technology, will say no. It was applied one time and the body cam will help. It doesn't capture everything, but the body cam will show, as will the officer's report, that no, I I grabbed his left forearm, and applied the glove.
0: Can you demonstrate the glove? You two, no, not on me. Can you two <laughs> demonstrate the glove? Show us how it works.
3: Actually, Dan, if that one lights up, I'll take one uh, for the team. We'll just here. do a very soft. <laughs> we'll do a little soft one. Really yeah, quick here, uh, so. you may hear me, you may hear me grunt. So, so. so dude, while he's doing that, may he just add something
1: real quick. We actually wrote what's called the tap test into the manual because Dan actually can test that tool on himself. Knows that it's getting ready to work, but he's not taking himself out of the fight. Incidental contact. And we're not talking a come through grip when you grab somebody. We're talking a slight pressure where you get it escalated. And by the way, uh, it's also important to note that our tool leaves no burns, marks, or scars. There is no injury whatsoever
2: to the individual.
1: So I don't okay. have to have a no paramedic standing
0: by? No. no. Tourniquets no. or anything?
2: It's instantaneously um, on and off. The moment, I, the moment I let go of him, it's over. The moment I touch it, it feels like, and like Jeff was saying,
1: well, once once we're done with the stimulation, I'd like to add one more thing from the 10,000 foot view for all the people who are city
2: planners and, and, and the risk guys after Dan's done. So when, when we are out in the field and, and like the chief was talking about, and they're, they're touching somebody and trying to control them and move them around the, one of the great things about it, and Jeff touched point on was incidental contact. So if I make a mistake with my handgun, <laughs> or my baton or something, those mistakes are detrimental to True. my career, to the, the subject on the other end of that. A mistake with this is literally nothing. Uh, an incidental contact with this is not going to take me out of the fight, take my partner out of the fight, or cause injury to the subject if I accidentally make contact with them. What we're looking for, like what the chief talked about earlier, is some type of uh, a, a grip. Mm-hmm. So it's just a quick grab. I'm going to grab him real quick and so you'll hear him.
3: Ah, yeah. <laughs> so uh,
1: let, let me add this. Okay, <laughs> now sir, Dan, I'm sorry to interrupt. Dan, show
2: how you hang cuff with the glove on. Show how you can now yeah, manipulate so the cheek if, just with the glove. I, I can actually control him, move him. I've got control of him. I've got good control of him because I'm keeping the contacts from touching his skin. Okay. So if I had cuffs, I could move him around, control him, do everything without stimulating. But this is on. Because this is where the fight goes. When I'm talking to him, I'm moving with him, and he decides to turn on me suddenly, it's just an application at that point. Now I'm just defending myself, which I've had these hands my whole life. I'm pretty good at pushing people away and grabbing a hold of things. So it's it does take less training in that manner to that subject. Nobody's going to get hurt in that process either.
3: And, and if I can, um, so for the <laughs> owl that I just presented to everybody uh, live, the, uh, I, I, I happen to be trained, um, defensive tactics, firearms, police officer, yada, yada. However, uh, I think of myself as a pretty tough individual. I have a black belt in jujitsu. I know what I'm doing. I know how to defend myself. But this tool um, gets me, it interrupts my oodle loop, my thought process, and all I want to do is um, have it stop, right. which would make me uh, now. If, if you're trying to hurt my family, I'll try to fight through it. That type of stuff, but it's an a extremely tough fight. So uh, this is where I think you've appropriately uh, named it compliance. That's all we're looking for. And um, as tough as they are, uh, when when uh, Dan uh, De La Cruz came out to my department and put on uh, a number of demonstrations. We had some other uh, allied law enforcement agencies in the room with us who will now evaluate this technology. And um, I had black belts in jujitsu in the room, whether you knew it or not, Dan. Um, And they submitted like that uh, because you just want it to stop. And everybody, you hear me, I'm talking, I'm fine. There's no mark on my skin, there's no injury whatsoever. And everybody that uh, uh, had the glove applied actually was smiling with about one to two seconds. They knew what was gonna, something was going to be applied, and they were amazed on the technology. It, I'm not trying to Bogart any time here, but additionally, and I'm not paid for this in any Neither way whatsoever, <laughs> but um, a few of our, my lieutenants and other staff thought it was a gimmick because they saw it applied to me at AICP at the trade show, mm-hmm. I sent them the video. I talked about, "Hey, I think there's a new technology. We gotta, we gotta grab onto this." And they thought it was a gimmick. No those pun people, intended, t- right, Chief? no pun intended, and <laughs> those people had the glove applied to them by Dan, and instantly. I got the message. I understand the technology. This stuff is great. We have to get these yeah, because no all all those folks <laughs> have done a thousand plus arrest in their in their career. Yeah, and they go, this is a game changer. So I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, leave it absolutely. at that. It's great yeah, technology.
0: No. But, Everybody but, should have let me it. Just
1: add a couple more things in there, Sherry. Too, when Dan was grabbing the chief. If I had another officer grabbing the chief and let's say he was just he was a subject that was he was obviously a bigger guy and we needed to have two people on him if Dan had to go live with the glove on on the chief's skin the other officer can still hold on to him with no fear of any contact or current coming back to him it's only going to affect the people that is being grabbed by that tool so so there's in, no in chain reaction think about think about the, the times in the ugly videos, you see someone trying to extradite somebody, extradite somebody from a car, grabbing on the steering wheel of a handhold. Yeah. We have now taking those ugly vehicle extractions down to about a two second scenario. And the same thing with you see people, all these ugly videos with cops uh, piling on somebody who's in the prone resistance. Let's say you got them out of the vehicle, they're going the prone resistance, they're all turtled up, like the chief's demonstrating there. Uh, showing his arms under. He can't get his arms out. Now we have multiple contact points where we normally get the arms out. Keep in mind, when Dan did a demo and just the chief's reaction, when we do a demo, we're normally grabbing somebody with their bare arm with our hand to show no currents going up. These gloves are deployed in pairs. Now imagine using those those, those combative techniques that the chief knows with the glove because what we... And let me just go on to one more thing. We don't advertise the glove as an end all be all. We advertise the glove as a supplement to what it is you already know. It's never gonna replace good thinking, good judgment, and your heart to do the right thing. And do, you not know, have the heart for the mission to help your, your fellow man. Second of all, if you're not gonna normally fight Sasquatch, you're not gonna fight him just because you got the gloves on. You're gonna stay within your envelope and do everything according to your policy and procedure. Nothing changes. This is just an enhancement to what it is you do. You're not Iron Man with these tools. However, if you get in, in an in extremist situation where you are now fighting for your life, this is a great tool to have on your side as almost like a built-in backup partner to get somebody off you or to create space, to go to another tool if you need to, get on the radio, call for backup, or, or finish the deal if you have the opportunity. It gives you options. And one of the big thing that I think it does is because officers have to make decisions in fractions of the second. Yeah. And we all want to sit back and Monday morning cornerback because we're seeing a video of what this guy is going through his mind. This, I believe, gives them a little bit more time to hopefully get back reset their gyro so to speak. And Hey, what, what, what are my options here? And what can I do if I can create a little bit of the space?
0: Absolutely, it's, great points. It's yeah, great points. Every agency should have these.
2: Well, let me let me touch point on that just for a second. So this uh, today for me is uh, a milestone for for myself and and probably for the company to a certain extent because I've been demonstrating this for several years. I've been all over the country. And I've done thousands and thousands of demonstrations. I've I've flown to a department after department where. They say the same thing. Their tactical trainer comes in and says, hey, I saw your video. It looks a little gimmicky, uh, but my boss wants me to see it. So I grab a hold of them, and I change their mind, just like anybody else. So it's fantastic. But what happened here for me and for the company was when I met Chief Nolan in San Diego, and he experienced the technology, and then he reached out to us, and then we came down to his department and he he had a great showing for us. A lot of people were invited, and we, I was able to do several demos there. The great thing that came out of it for me is when I first started this and I was moving around talking to people, the application that people would come back to me would say, uh, I can see that in the jails or in our intake, or I could see where that would be helpful, or maybe we'll we'll get a sergeant to have a pair with him in his car and so on and so on. And it didn't make sense to me because... We talk about and we see all these videos out there every day and all these things going on. Those guys are the first contact. They're the ones who need the help. They're the ones that need it right away. And, And the chief saw that from the beginning. He's the first one to tell me, hey, every one of my officers should be carrying a pair of these gloves. They shouldn't have to wait for somebody to show up to help them because the first time they make contact is when the fight starts. Why not that? And we end that in seconds. So. That, that's safer for the officer, and it is safer for the public as well, and and that's the overall goal, and and we want the public to understand that we're we're making them safer as well.
0: What about firefighters? I've seen EMTs where you know yes. they they answer a call, somebody's uh-huh. you know high on drugs, whatever their drug of choice is. But they're trying to get this person for their own safety to right. calm down.
2: So I just did um, not too long ago. I uh, did a, a demonstration uh, on the news, and two of my volunteers were firefighters. And um, afterwards, they they are very interested. They're actually talking to their chiefs and everything because they are not allowed to have any type of tool or weapon within their, their department inside it's, their vehicles yeah. and in, in the back of the trucks. And it's stuff.
0: amazing to me
2: where this they could actually have because, well, technically in their brains right now, what we're the way we're talking about it is that it would actually fit into that because it's not a weapon. Uh, it is something that they can have a hold of. They, they're, they, go, they're bringing people out of uh, using Narcan. People are coming, coming to and going crazy. They're trying to stop something and yeah. they have no tools to use. I mean, um, it, they're a lot and of them are pretty dangerous. i to, to
1: that Dan based upon experience. So I flew after I retired from the army, and I did a stint overseas as a contractor. I flew EMS for 14 years. There, there are tools in the back of ambulances. You know what they are? Here's, here's what EMTs and paramedics use: fire extinguishers, oxygen bottles, clipboards, <laughs> IV bags. <laughs> yes. Because these people get combative. Yeah, they're using tools. They're just not on a list of. Uh, Authorized tools, but they have to protect themselves as well. The other thing with the glove, and we had mentioned it briefly in pre-show, that is, when we've had officers on in the vicinity dealing with people getting Narcan coming out of a fight, they get very combative. Yes, and we're three for three for combating people with this tool. Uh, One experience I showed outside of Philadelphia, one of our officers was happened to be there. He hears him yelling and screaming in the back of the bus or the excuse me, the ambulance and he he, he he looked in, he opened the door and a person he had just given Narcan to was coming out of it and he was chewing on the neck of the paramedic and had a firm grip on him. The officer reached in, grabbed his foot, he let go of the, the uh, paramedic and stopped him for, for potentially could be a, a fairly serious in, injury, not to mention a lot of infection and everything else. So, and with these tools, these officers meet somebody out they they may be some kind of mental situation could be a drug situation as long as they've not gotten to actually the point where the pain receptors are disconnected in what was formerly known as excited delirium or what's now referred to as an ace event uh, agitated chaotic event these gloves stop people in their track and so that one other comment that i wanted made with dan is Here's another savings in taxpayer dollars. If you use other types of devices uh, and you have probes to remove, and again, nothing against that, you may have to use those probes, but let's say we had an incident where we didn't. We now, we don't need uh, an ambulance trip and a hospital visit that costs taxpayer dollars, about $4,000. We don't have to pull somebody off the street to go babysitting in the yard ER for four hours. That's mm-hmm. a huge, that's, that's, you're paying that man hour could be they stayed overtime to do that. And there's a bunch of paperwork and there's all kinds of stuff and it's also debilitating for morale. Now you use this product, you do a little bit of paperwork, depending on the agency. Many agencies, they do the the paperwork, they take the guy right to jail. There's no medical clearance. At the end of the day, the agency decides that it's really up to them. Then normally they go from having a medically cleared to we don't really need a medical nurse for they're not injured just take him to jail. It's a huge boost in morale. We're seeing a huge boost in morale in corrections as well. We're, we're told, we're being told that we're rewriting the book on corrections because not only are the uses and within the areas and communities that are using the glove the amount of visual compliance, it's going to be in the future where those officers who show up with those gloves, people will recognize it and say, what do you want me to do? I don't really want to fight today.
0: <laughs> He's got the glove. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can, Right now, it's it's a tool that not people are really familiar with. So if you put on the glove, they'll think, you know, nothing of it. But after a while, I'm sure the news will get out there. <laughs> you don't want to be touched with the glove. So have you demonstrated this or sold any of these to fire departments for their for their personnel?
2: Not officially to a fire department yet. I, I think that, that'll that be a little bit of an upper upward climb for us but i do believe it happened but we are in about uh, five or six different hospitals right now because you know 75 percent of our workplace violence is against nurses yeah. across the country yeah and they don't have a lot of protection in there and the security departments that are helping them are pretty limited on what they can use some of them at some point were being brought into the realm where they were going to use, um, a taser device or OC spray within the facilities, but that contaminates the entire areas. They have to clean everything up. And, uh, first and foremost, the, the ER doctors, the doctors in general, and the nurses did not like that because their, their goal was never to hurt the individuals. They're trying to calm them down or control them, not cause more pain to them. So when we introduced our product to them and we could show them how to do no harm, by using our product, uh, it was, uh, for them, another game changer uh, because now they're feeling safer. The nurses have seen it used in their facility several times, and the nurses are so comfortable with it that they're asking to be trained on it because they feel that it's such a safe product.
0: Absolutely.
2: and the vice president of nursing in
1: the healthcare system in uh, North Carolina, I won't name them right now, uh, described our product as a godsend with no patient complaint no family complaints is changing the optics within the hospital because again you want to you want to have that that picture of care and harmony and all other kind of stuff because you want to be a facility to uh, that, that inspires life and wellness and, and not violence and other things that can happen inside of emergency departments and things like that I'd also like to uh, say that we're also going into uh, uh, juvenile detention and we're in high schools and, and middle schools and things like that so if we can be used in those facilities, what do you think we're gonna be doing in the overall optics of the society once we're out on the street? It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be huge as long as we we work with departments that understand the responsibility uh, like Chief here, which I'm, I'm so happy that he's so honored that he has decided to allow us to partner with them. I'm really excited about this as, as, a, as an entrepreneur to have somebody as visionary as he is and to see the application. I think that this is going to be a huge, first of all, he's the first police department in Arizona, um, in the, in the Southwest. And he is, uh, he's going to be integral for us getting the word out because he is a consummate professional and he's got a long time in this thing. He's been there, done that, and been in the trenches. So this is going to be big. And again, it's not about marketing. It's about changing and helping protect lives and changing the story and the outcomes for our men and women in uniform and our society in general.
0: Absolutely. And I anything that keeps our officers safe, I'm all for it. And this is just an incredible tool to add to their their tool chest. And the fact that you can switch from if things really escalate, you can still shoot your service weapon if you have to or your taser if you have to handcuff people if you have to but this is like step number one let's let's get you calmed down in a situation where we can have a conversation and not be so combative and that's a lot of what you see everybody being combative lately so yeah i'm i'm happy i think it's great we have a minute left what would you? How can people get in touch with you? What is your website, your phone number, your cell number, home so address?
2: If they just go to <laughs> www.complianttechnologies.net, all our information is on there. There are several links to uh, social media that they can click on. Uh, we have a lot of uh, testing and stuff in there, um, uh, reviews of uh, everybody that we're working with. You can see departments that we're working with all across the country. Um, we have a, a plethora of information on that site for, for everybody to look at.
0: Is the military using this?
2: Uh, it's a good thing you asked. We just got picked up by the Army for Human Testing. We've
1: already trained up 230 soldiers. I don't want to go into too much more detail about that, but the, the answer is yes. And uh, also, if you email us at info at complianttechnologies.net, uh, we'll send you the password uh, to our uh, protected portal for our research. And you can get access to that as well.
0: So there's a lot of information on there. I want to thank you, Chief, for being here. Sure. And Dan and Jeff for explaining this technology to us. I think, like I said, every agency should have it. Darren, thank you for coming in. We're we're trying to do this live video thing. And until next week, I want everybody to shop local and stay safe.